Welcome to Bat Therapy, the psychology of Batman, superheroes, and other comic book characters. Be a fly on the wall or a bat in the cave, listening in on a friendship built out of a love for talking Batman, comics, and the everyday struggle to achieve mental health and happiness. We are your hosts, clinical psychologist Dr. Amelia Brown and comic enthusiast and nerd aficionado Keaton Hopkins. This podcast is about providing education and understanding and is not a replacement for mental health treatment or support. If you're needing help, go to bat-therapy.com for resources. So I am excited about today's topic, even though tsk, tsk, it's, it's only kind of very, very loosely connected to comics. Uh, so we're talking about Dr. Linda Martin from the show Lucifer, which Lucifer's character technically is based on a comic. For those of you yes. watching Sandman, which is based on the comic by Neil Gaiman, who is a, an awesome novelist, by the way, as well. Uh, but yeah, I don't think she's connected to the comics at all. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, uh, they they really changed a bunch <laughs> of things in this show. It was because the Lucifer TV show is basically a procedural cop show. I freaking. But love also, it. there's angels and demons in there. Like, I love the show. So it's good. just very, very different from the comic that it's based. Yeah. That it's based on. But like, I have friends that are fans of both. Like, they mm. like the Lucifer comic, but they also love the Lucifer TV show. Dr. Linda Martin is a lot of fun. Because, I mean, when we meet her, Lucifer's just talking to her about his problems, and she thinks he's using a bunch of metaphors. Yeah. So, okay. I I love Dr. Linda Martin, who is a psych... Once again, a, we seem to have so many psychiatrists that are therapists, even though nowadays it's kind of a rarer breed. But still, she so she's a psychiatrist, she's a therapist. Yes, Lucifer is seeing her, and he is very open about being Lucifer Morningstar. He is the devil. He is the son of God. He is an, a fallen angel, et cetera, et cetera. And yeah, I think... During, I think it's their first session. If not, it's definitely one of the first. She says to him, I'm willing to work with you within your metaphor. Which, okay. What I love about their relationship is the fact that it's so true in terms of a lot of work that uh, we do with folks that have what we call delusions or some sort of odd belief system that doesn't seem to kind of work within what most of us consider reality, uh, which philosophers have been arguing about forever. But it, it it's a nice example of how you don't actually have to agree on some what we see is sometimes pretty basic information to actually be able to work together in therapy. I love, love, love that part. But she she kind of does the right thing while saying the wrong thing. <laughs> so absolutely work with him see it as a metaphor see it as how he's kind of explaining his experience through life but if you approached someone in your first session and said i believe everything you're telling me is a metaphor rather than your actual life people usually aren't going to respond as nicely as lucifer does it's so funny because lucifer is used to humanity not That's believing true. 
in the supernatural and so him talking to a therapist and and she's like oh yeah it's a metaphor like you you look at yourself like mm-hmm. you and, and you just see the devil like that's so horrible but and <laughs> it's so it's, amazing it's so amazing because in this he actually obviously is the devil and they completely disagree on what you would think is a very fundamental thing that you would need to be able to work together and yet she actually helps him so much before they eventually get to a point in season two where she finally sees his devil face and realizes omg i literally am the therapist of the devil well, and it's funny because Lucifer didn't make the decision to go to therapy. I think in the pilot episode, she is the therapist of the victim in yes. the first episode. Mm-hmm. And so she sleeps with Lucifer. Okay. So, yeah. Sleeping, <laughs> I I wish I didn't have to say this out loud. There are therapists out there who end up sleeping with their clients Flag on the play. Don't sleep with your clients. And if you find that you're in a situation where you're sleeping with your therapist, they are committing an ethical violation. This is something that you really need to seriously look into because even even if it seems like an even ba- evenly balanced relationship, it's not. Therapy is very focused on one person helping you become vulnerable. It can be natural for some feelings to develop. But yeah, having sex with clients Terrible, terrible, terrible thing. The In her defense, <laughs> he is the devil, and he does yes. describe, it changes over the show, but very early on, they essentially make him irresistible to women and a, a sexual being that everyone is drawn to. And yeah. so in her defense, they kind of- She can't help it. She, Yeah, they write it claiming she can't help it. And she actually gets to a point where she says, okay, we need to stop doing this, which True. which it sounds like would take a lot considering his irresistibility or whatnot. But right. yeah, the, the whole sleeping thing, sleeping together thing is a trope that we are very tired of as therapists. It happens so many times. So it many happens. Times. It happens so many times. Come up with a new plot, people. Now, I do have a question for you regarding that, though, because not even as much on that level, like sleeping with patients, Mm. but on the opposite side of that, with you being a therapist, is it difficult to not be a therapist when you're in social situations? Mm. I get asked that quite a bit. It's kind of hard to explain where... I would say that I, I think I think for some people it's easier and harder than for others. I generally am someone I, I tend to be pretty good at compartmentalizing, which I think is helpful. Um, I, I don't particularly find it difficult. I think it's more difficult for other people to know the difference mm-hmm. because for me, there's kind of certain depths and layers I don't ask about or I'm very purposeful to hit on when it's not a therapy kind of situation. I'm not going to be delving into you the same way that I would delve in with a client. And, right. and, and so th- that part is very purposeful. At the same time, I still tend to be very attuned to people and very observant. And so people definitely, I think, see that part come out in social situations. 
what's really funny, I guess, is being like a professional therapist. I'm sure a lot of times, like whenever you have a, cl- uh, a client or a patient come in, they are there because either they feel like something is wrong or someone else has said something mm-hmm. is wrong. Like they're there for yes. therapy versus when you're interacting with just people outside of the office a lot of them are living their lives and they're just like oh no i'm fine mm, yeah yeah and so i'm sure a lot of times you'll see you'll run into situations and be like oh but you're not so but she's just like we're just gonna finish our beer though and that's fine <laughs> i'm uh, i'm not gonna say you're wrong about that <laughs> And sometimes what's kind of nice when you're in a room full of other therapists too, though, is you can kind of shorthand and give each other grief for those sorts of things uh, (laughs) in ways that you wouldn't necessarily do with other people. Uh, So yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to say you're wrong about that. Yeah. And, and, you know, if it's a friend that I really care about and it's in the right moment, I guess, sometimes I might kind of hit on some of those things, but I'm always very careful to bring up this might be a good place for a therapist or a, or getting medications or this versus me taking that role because that just completely shifts the dynamic of how you connect with each other. You have one person that gets full focus and full support and it just kind of shifts everything. I will say though, it gets real old when you tell people that you're a psychologist or therapist or whatnot And for some reason, they think you can read their minds or that you're going to be paying attention to them, watching them all the time. It's kind of like, yo, do you want to work 24-7? I don't think any of us want to be on the clock that long. I don't care what's going on inside your brain. And so the the reason I asked is one of the things I noticed about uh, Lucifer's relationship with Dr. Martin is a lot of the times his sessions – it would be, it would sound like he's venting to a friend mm. because he would vent and then he would just come to something without her even really saying anything mm-hmm. and then just leave. And she's just sitting there like, oh no, that's not, <laughs> that's not good at all. And it, it just reminded me of how like a friend might vent to you about something and then they're just like, okay, I'm good now. It's like, but you're not, but they're just gone already so i i can totally see how it comes off that way however they actually do a really good job okay i don't love how she openly kind of talks about this whole metaphor thing and there are certain parts where it would have to be a certain kind of person who would be able to respond well to some of those things that she mentions but Mm -hmm. generally It's actually a really great representation. There's a lot of psychodynamic approach going on with her, which makes sense given that she's a psychiatrist doing therapy, um, especially just in general, a lot of like in the Northeast is one of the areas where a lot of psychiatrists tend to get a lot of uh, Mm -hmm. therapy experience. And there's a, for some reason there are different parts of the country that kind of have different orientations and so she will do a lot of listening a lot of it is having him work through and talk about things and if you pay close attention you'll notice that she has these little inputs in different Mm -hmm. moments to try and encourage his growth yes which is where the therapy is coming in and then ironically he almost always takes it in some usually like the opposite (laughs) direction 
leaves the office every time (laughs) it seems like every time he leaves the office with the opposite idea that she was going for she's shaking her head have i been in these shoes absolutely it happens all the time we're humans we're funny that way and then he kind of works through it and it he comes back and it's almost as if he doesn't he doesn't ever seem to realize that she deserves some credit in any of this but yeah he'll come back in the right place yeah, and honestly, it was funny because it was one of those things where the show at times I felt like they used it as a gag, but I was also really happy that they didn't just make her this joke character. You yeah. know, it like I was glad they didn't go the lethal weapon route, oh, right? Yeah. Where, oh my gosh, and we can talk about that a different time, but oh, I have man. a whole thing. I'd forgotten about that, that one. Oh my gosh. Yeah, she's, but they use her in the lethal weapon. Like, she's just the running gag. Like, ha ha, shrink, blah, blah, blah. And when, they just when laugh he's, at all. he's literally off attempting suicide. I mean, she's yeah. got a freaking point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was really glad that they did not do that with her because at first I thought that's what they were going to do because Lucifer was sleeping with her and also talking mm-hmm. with her. But I'm really glad they actually not only brought her around, but made her one of the main characters on the she's show. She's quality. Yeah, she's very quality. Uh, the insights that she has, once again, there's there's this kind of subtlety where she tries to guide, not just drop kind of in his lap, but help guide him in ways that are going to be helpful to him. Is she perfect? No. Once again, don't sleep with your clients. Duh. But, <laughs> but, and there's also, I mean, she also, there's a lot of blurred lines in terms of dual relationships and i mean she come becomes friends with mazikeen a demon that works with lucifer and 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 then she, i mean there's a there's lot overlap. of layers of relationships and overlap that happen that you would once again want to be very careful about mm-hmm. kind of like our professor x episode that came out but at the same time man she manages some really complex stuff and I got to say, when she finds out that he's actually the devil, I... She handles it I better than most. Killed, she handles it great. <laughs> I I just almost killed over laughing yeah. because I could see myself in those shoes like, yup, yup, that's how it would be. Well, yeah. Like, if you if you just had this patient that you were like, yeah, I hooked up with him a couple times. Man, he's a hot mess express. And then he always talks in metaphors. And then you find out none of it was metaphors. His brothers and sisters literally live in heaven, and yep. he is the devil, and he literally lives in hell. Like, all of that. Like, finding mm-hmm. that out, and then also seeing his physical manifestation. Uh, yeah. She handled that in a very good way, and still was a pretty damn good therapist. <laughs> I loved seeing the staging of it. I, I, in fact, I loved it so much. I talked to my team at work. Hey, have you, if you watched Lucifer, I want to, one of them hadn't, but wanted to see the clips. And so I shared the clips where there's the one where she finds out, then there's the next session. And then there's the session after that. And I love it because the first one, she just stares blankly. Yeah. I think she starts to tremble, just the shock of everything. And he ends up, walking out with her just not saying anything she's just in complete shock yeah and then the the next time they meet (laughs) 
I love it because she just can't help herself. She's asking what happened to Hitler and asking these questions about hell. And he's having trouble keeping her focused, yeah. which it can't. We're humans, too. It can be really hard when things through, through us through a loop. Absolutely. To be able to focus. And so you see that difficulty. And then what's really interesting that I love is after that, she has a realize, realization that not only is she the therapist for the devil, but she also slept with the devil. Once again, sleeping with clients. <laughs> Old. Let's, Cannot let's stress enough. Plot, please. <laughs> so tired of it. And, and you know, I, I know we're laughing and whatnot about it, but I also want to acknowledge there are probably people out there who might even be listening where this has happened and it's been harmful to you. And so, I mean, there there are big reasons that I would love for these plots to be less popular. Yeah. Um, because it kind of normalizes something that is not normal. Yeah. So um, the third time is, I love it because she's essentially talking through all this struggle that she's having inside mm -hmm. about who he is and how in the world do, can she help him? And it's not the delusion and the metaphor. She thought he was just a screwed up guy with a screwed up family. And he had this delusional process to try and manage it all. And this narcissism that's very strongly woven throughout. And then I forget how he reacts to that, but essentially they end with, yeah, I'm just another messed up client. Yeah. And I love that. I love how it it kind of closes that book for her discovering this and being able to get back on the same page. I did have another question for you because whenever he comes into her office, we don't know because sometimes it seems like he just barges in. <laughs> yeah, it does seem like mid, that. Mid-session. And then sometimes it seems like he was actually on the calendar for a session. And I was going to add, like, so... Whenever you have a, a a patient, and I know that a lot of times money and finances can be a factor, but how do you decide how often you need to see someone? Oh, that's a great question. So weekly or biweekly, a lot of times is what you would do if there is just a lot of regular content that's coming up or or just a lot of things to work through where a person is is needing more consistent support and skill building and processing to help them with that. A lot of times that's the kind of treatment that you start with. Mm -hmm. Although sometimes people are coming in and, and they're wanting to prevent issues or keep things from getting worse. And so sometimes if it hasn't gotten too bad yet, you might start at something a little less frequent. But a lot of times you start weekly or biweekly because oftentimes when people are coming in, they are needing some of that ground foundational groundwork mm -hmm. to, to be laid that they can then take and use elsewhere. Um, at this point, there's not really evidence that every other week so the bi-weekly model there's not really evidence to suggest that that's less effective mm -hmm. and for some people it might be preferable i think it's more likely for you to see that now versus even a few years before now mm -hmm. purely because of the level of need uh, I see. and so wanting to help more people at one time, just because there's so much need, I think that 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 might ha be affecting too some of the shift where you might see someone every other week versus every week. Yeah. 
Uh, so because, you know, you don't really see too much difference there. If you're, say, seeing one every someone every few weeks, every month, maybe every few months, medication tends to be less frequent. You might start with every few weeks or every month or so and then expand it out to further and further months apart as things stabilize. Mm-hmm. Uh, for therapy, if you're stretching it out further like that, a lot of times a person's doing pretty good they've got the things that they need they just need those kind of touchstones to help make sure that okay they're building off of everything right there aren't any warning signs coming up sometimes that's a good kind of test model to help someone gradually end treatment yeah and i also like because i think about sometimes like if someone goes through a very very traumatic event yeah they may need to see you more often right yeah so there are a few different things that can happen uh there are treatment programs that are more intense so a lot of times outpatient uh, hospital models uh or partial hospitalization residential programs intensive outpatient program or iop is is one where you don't stay there Mm -hmm. residential would be one that you stay there these are more intensive programs where a person might need a lot of support it's it's kind of a level down from inpatient where someone it's an emergency i need 24/7 watch for safety or being able to function okay mm-hmm. uh these aren't that intensity level but still getting more support um and then that's what like our 988 crisis line number uh s- social support groups like nami aa etc all those are kind of helpful too Really, when it comes to therapy at this point, I just don't think there are many as many options for multiple times a week kind of therapy, which I think was more common in the past. Gotcha. That's okay. Cool. That's that's. Thank you. Thank you for that. Um, the because I think about Doctor, uh, Doctor Martin, and there is constantly traumatic events happening around. Mm her and Mm -hmm. because i mean and i can't even imagine what it's like being like the therapist of of a police officer or in a Mm -hmm. police department where things are constantly happening Mm -hmm. like that and so it just made me wonder like that's why i asked because if someone experiences a traumatic event i feel like in my mind i would want something right then like immediately Mm -hmm. So things can get complicated if it's related to your workplace. Mm-hmm. There there absolutely are psychologists within police departments and whatnot. There are protocols for follow-up and evaluations and support in different kinds of areas when you come into contact or experience these things. It can be really complicated. Part, partially, too, some people need to talk about things. Some people talking about things can be harmful. Mm-hmm. You can actually increase people's risk of trauma symptoms if you essentially force someone to talk about that trauma before their brain's ready for it. Some people need it. Some people don't. So you have to be kind of careful with certain things. And then if it plays into your your job or your evaluations and things, things can get complicated. But there's there are structures where they try and provide that support. And sometimes there's more kind of drop-in or consultative stuff or... Uh, I'm trying to think of an example like uh, 
A lot of primary care places have what we call primary care mental health integration, Mm -hmm. where you have mental health providers available because a lot of people show up to their primary care and there's some sort of stress or mental health symptom or something factoring in. And so being able to pull someone for some of that kind of flexible stuff that comes up can can be really helpful. Because, yeah, you can't always plan it around a scheduled appointment. Yeah. So, so we have a psychiatrist in the midst of all of these supernatural beings. And she still maintains her composure. And one thing that I also really like is even after once she finds out and she realizes she has all of these connections with them, it Mm. does shift away from her being their therapist and being their friend. And it's, it's funny because I think she even says it at one point, like, I'm not saying this as your therapist. I'm saying this as your friend, as someone who cares about you. And I felt like that was really good that they put that in there because Otherwise, the title that she has is still, oh, she's their therapist. But at the same time, it's very obvious she's way too close to their situation to just be someone they talk to. You're absolutely right. There is this shift that happens in the show, and I appreciate it as well, that in this scenario makes sense. And I'm and I'm not saying things are black and white where the relationship never shifts to a different kind of relationship, but you have to be very careful because you don't want to undo the health and healing and growth someone is trying to get from their treatment by making those changes. And you're right, the there needs to be clarity, a distinction and With this, it's such a unique kind of situation. I mean, you've got angels and demons, for crying out loud, (laughs) that it it does kind of make sense with the flow of the show and and everything going on. And it's very appropriate for them to shift and say, hey, me being your therapist doesn't, it's not really appropriate at this point. This really is, there's more of a friendship thing uh, going on here. But I want to stress that a lot of people very naturally feel drawn to their therapist and it makes sense. You're opening up about a lot of different things and your therapist might feel drawn to you. We've all been in situations where we said, man, if I met this person in such and such, we'd be friends. So, but, (laughs) but we keep those lines for a reason. Are there exceptions? There are exceptions to almost every rule. Once again, the sleeping together thing is never a good idea to to be shifting into that. But in terms of friendships or some sort of you guys are working for different organizations that are coordinating together. I mean, these things come up. Mm -hmm. It can happen. But, yeah, you've got to be really careful about it. Or or from the therapy side, you can be doing some harm to somebody. That brings me to my next question because being a therapist you're still human you still go through a ton of things I mean just like she does in the show and like I said at some at a certain point it kind of shifts away from her Mm -hmm. therapy sessions to just her being a main character and going off and their episodic adventures that they have but my next question was how often do you think 
therapists need to take a mental health day just because of everything that they have to oh, deal with yeah. from patients. Because, I mean, they're dr- people drop a lot on therapists. Yeah. And one, I just mm-hmm. think about, like, when I was going to therapy, when I really was in a bad place, how much stuff I would drop in a 45-minute session. Mm-hmm. And this guy probably had six or seven clients a day mm-hmm. <laughs> that were coming in and dropping that on him. I'm like, how on earth do you shake that? Like, I feel like I would need a mental health day at least once a week if I were (laughs) having to deal with that. Some of it is, I think your countenance and how, and how you look at it and, and what your role is. I, I mean, in the same vein, I think teaching, there are things about teaching that I'm, I just think, wow, how in the world are you on all that time? And you don't get breaks in between your sessions. Like I do. (laughs) And, and it, it can be really tough. At the same time, it can be extremely rewarding. It's a way of giving back within your work in a way that a, a lot of people aren't necessarily able to do, which can be really nice. It's a way of putting something good back into the world, acknowledging that there's bad stuff out there and we can't stop all the bad stuff, but we can try and balance it out with some good and some healing. And 100%, we need mental health days. Y'all, the 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 mental health provider crisis is a very, very real thing because there, there are multiple factors kind of piling on top of each other where it's there's been a lot of stuff everyone's dealing with it makes it harder to to be there for people and you've just got less bandwidth and unfortunately at least in the United States a lot of our systems and structures for how mental health and healthcare providers provide it doesn't allow much break it doesn't allow much for that balancing it back out um but yeah you're absolutely right uh, mental health days are incredibly important for everyone. And ironically, sometimes the very people touting that message to everybody else might be the ones who are guilty of not taking advantage of it. We we need days to recuperate and not just from a physical injury or a physical sickness, whatever that is, because it's all connected. So absolutely, you're totally right. Yeah. That's very, yeah, that's very interesting because I just... <laughs> I know it's a it's a very much fictional show, but it's just funny thinking about her and thinking about how, oh yeah, uh, some demons kidnapped her newborn baby, and I know it's rough. she's gonna have to go back to work in two days and have clients. I'm like, how, how? <laughs> you know, your baby getting kidnapped, you probably take the week at least. <laughs> And I mean, but also at one point, don't they go to like, don't they have family therapy and God is actually in there too? <laughs> right? Like how? Like, <laughs> it's, 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 it's so great. It's, it's just, it's, it's a great, it's a great show. But I, I want to throw out a message that, okay, this is a joking kind of thing and it's tongue in cheek, but I think it's also a wonderful, rem- okay, I work with a lot of folks that have some sort of psychosis or unique and unusual perceptions. And so delusions, odd beliefs, 
whatever a person chooses to call, they might even not see it as a problem themselves. But I, I work with a number of people like this. And I just, one of the things I love about the tongue in cheek of this show is many of us who, who actually enjoy working with folks that say have schizophrenia, schizoaffective disorder, bipolar disorders, things where people might believe things that seem outside the realm of reality. We've all been in situations where we found out something was true that we thought was a delusion. Every single provider that I know that works with this population and focuses on this population. So I see a lot of folks that have this kind of stuff pop up. We've all had those scenarios where that happens. And that's one of the things I love so much about this show because it's taking that and man, is it just really expanding it out. What if this person really was the devil? Yeah. And those those kinds of things happen. Well, And what's really cool about it too is i feel like mental health is an even bigger focus in this show because so many of the characters don't have to worry about physical health like there is oh yeah that's true lucifer doesn't have to come there talking about his how he hurt his arm right or Mm -hmm. or like the the stress he's dealing with at work and how it's giving him a headache right like he's like all of these people are around her All of them are looking to her for guidance and talking to her, whether it's as a friend or as a therapist. Mm -hmm. But it just stresses just how important mental health is because these all of these omnipotent beings still have a lot of mental health issues. And it's so amazing, too, because you're right. They are very highly functioning creatures. I mean, ridiculous what they can do. And yet she's having to work with them on very basic things about mental health. Helping Lucifer realize he feels jealousy. I mean, it takes at least an entire episode, if not more, for him to really understand what this feeling of jealousy is and what it feels like and and all this different stuff. With Mazikeen, who's a demon, she she has to help her know what a friend is and how to meet and connect with a friend. And by the way, this is actually work that I really love because there are people where obviously they're angels. There's there there are reasons these creatures are disconnected, but there are humans who are very disconnected from each other, from other people for a number of different reasons. Sometimes it's mental health related, sometimes it's other stuff, often it's combinations. But sometimes you're actually having to break down, okay, how do you know what a feeling is? What is a friend? How do you connect with people? And I loved seeing that, like you were talking about, in these characters that are also just so high-functioning and capable in certain ways and then so so really struggling in other ways. It's really, yeah, it's really cool. If y'all have not checked it out, give Lucifer a chance. Even the people that loved the comic book, and haven't watched a show because of how much you love the comic watch like it's not at all like it just be forewarned just watch like (laughs) two or three episodes of it because yeah it you can't really relate it to neil gaiman's lucifer comic because it's so far off or lucifer and sandman yes Mm -hmm. because it's so far off of it it's so far off but it's still (laughs) very much enjoyable um, oh, it's yeah. so great. I love it so much. Do we have a mindful nerd moment for today? Of course we do. Uh, so I thought it might be fun 
to do some cognitive diffusion for when you find out your client really is the devil. <laughs> so <laughs> I just couldn't get away from this moment. As a therapist, I just imagined myself in that moment and I, I had to do that part. So, okay, some of you might not have seen the show, but you can still kind of imagine what it would be like to realize someone's kind of touting this thing. Yeah, 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 of course you are. Of course you are. And then you find out it's true and it's just as unbelievable as this. So cognitive diffusion, I think this came up in season one at some point, uh, but essentially certain things can can be so overwhelming that we're just too much in the moment. We're feeling it too deeply. We're thinking about everything involved too quickly. And so cognitive diffusion, it's just ways to kind of separate yourself just a smidge, not to keep yourself from feeling and thinking those things, but to help you be able to observe them a little bit better. You're not just getting pulled in by the riptide. You're, you're essentially treading water and you, you see the waves coming. You're, you're, you're noticing them so you can adapt to them versus just getting pulled along. Okay. So as per usual, have you just sit comfortably, but try and sit kind of straight, just not stiff or anything. If you're comfortable with it, closing your eyes, or you can just kind of let your, let your, your focus fall on nothing in particular in the room. And to help us get into the, the mood, uh, take a few deep breaths just to help you ground yourself. Not worrying about breathing in a particular way, but just taking in as much air as you can into those lungs and then letting it all out. And I want you to imagine that you are Dr. Linda Martin. You are sitting in your office. You're looking over at Lucifer. And he has just shown you his devil face. And just imagine, put yourself into the shoes of Linda Martin and really take on what that would be like, the intensity of that moment. But you're still sitting there with Lucifer, with this intensity happening. So use one of those skills that you encourage others to use in therapy. And use some cognitive diffusion. Let's say you're feeling terrified. You think to yourself, I am having the feeling of being terrified. You might be thinking to yourself, oh, dear God, I cannot believe this is the devil. I am having the thought, oh, dear God, I can't believe this is the devil. Maybe you then have the thought, what happens if I say, oh, dear God, what will happen to me with the devil right in front of me? I am having the thought, what does it mean if I'm saying, oh, dear God, with the devil in front of me? I have no idea what to do in this situation. I'm having the thought, I have no idea what to do in this situation. I'm overwhelmed. I'm having the feeling of being overwhelmed. If there are any other feelings or thoughts that you imagine coming up for you as Dr. Linda Martin in this moment, use that same skill. Any feeling that comes up, I am having the feeling of. 
any thoughts that run through your head about the situation. I am having the thought of. In a moment, we're going to step out of Linda Martin. But first, as Linda Martin, congratulate yourself for doing the best you can in a very bizarre situation that no one could see coming. You did the best you could. That's all you can do. And then shift yourself into taking a few deep breaths to help you shift from Dr. Linda Martin back to you. Maybe move around a little bit, just slightly, just so you can kind of get your body used to where you are now. You're no longer in her office. You're back wherever you are. And when you're ready, open your eyes and let me know how that was. I like that. I it's it's funny because whenever I think about mindfulness, a lot of the times whenever I'm doing it, what it ends up being is me separating what I can control from what I yeah. from what I can't. And mm-hmm. with her in that particular situation, I mean every emotion was probably going through when she found that out, but at the same time, there's nothing that she can really do about the fact that he is in fact the devil but Mm -hmm. she is able to control how she deals with it and she deals with it exactly in such a remarkable way exactly well put thanks for nerding out with us i'm clinical psychologist dr amelia brown find me on social media at crafting the mind I'm comic enthusiast and professional nerd Keaton Hopkins. Check out my TV and movie reviews on YouTube at TeamJBS. Check out our website at bat-therapy.com, our Bat Therapy YouTube channel, and follow us on social media. See you next week. Same Bat time, same Bat channel.